twelve chimes. It's midnight. At midnight, anything can happen. Good evening, listeners, and thanks for tuning in to our season two finale episode. Before we dig into the story of melodrama, radio stars, cigar smoke, and of course, ghosts, we have a short vignette for you, made for our sponsor, Relic Vintage, called The Bloody Tie. Have you ever been in a tight spot, trying to avoid the cops with blood all over your tie? Inconvenient, to say the least. Join us now as we follow Jimmy and George as they discover the perfect solution to their dilemma. Do you see him? I think we lost him. Don't count on it. Let's just walk calmly to the car. Oh, jeez. What? When did you get blood on your tie, you sap? I couldn't help it, George. Guys bleed. Yeah, yeah. Ah, relic vintage. That's the answer. Where are we going? Come on. I know the guy. Hi. If you need help finding anything today, let me know. We need a tie for this guy. Yeah, I, uh, I spilled ketchup all over this one. Yeah, I can see that. Wow. Look at this swell jacket, George. Oh, for Pete's sake, Jimmy, focus. Okay, okay, I I like this tie. Are you wearing it out? Yeah. This place is everything. Tons of menswear, and look at all the great lady stuff. I gotta bring Violet in here. Why can't you just zip it, you knucklehead? Sorry, George. Take that tie off. Uh, Hey, you got a trash can? No, we're taking this one with us, you lunk. Let me put that in a bag for you. Okay, let's scram. Thanks. I'll be back soon. Come on! (laughs) I saw you switch those bags. Nice work, Oren. Here's the bloody tie. Good luck. Well, since I'm here, can I try on that dress there? Sure thing, detective. We hope you'll check out Relic Vintage on Haight Street in San Francisco for all your vintage clothing needs. Learn more about Relic Vintage at www.relicvintagesf.com. Now it's time for the main part of our show. This finale episode was recorded live at Bird and Beckett Books and Records and Cultural Legacy Project in the Glen Park District of San Francisco, where you'll find the best selection of new and used books, as well as a venue for live readings and musical concerts every week. Check out their calendar at www.birdbeckett.com. That's Beckett with two T's. Join us now for the live performance of a spooky and kooky story set at a 1930s radio station in the play The Foley Artist's Folly. Twelve chimes, it's midnight. At midnight, anything can happen. When you are the new guy learning the ropes at a new job, 
It can sometimes be more than you bargained for. Join us now for a story of superstition and violence in the play, The Foley Artist's Folly. No, no, I swear to you, don't come any closer. If you come any closer. Great Scott, Georgette, you've killed your husband again. <laughs> but Robert, the last time I didn't know it was he. But this time... Oh, why did you do it, Georgette? Why? Be why? Because he was having an affair. An affair? With whom whom with? My twin sister, Babette. Oh, no. Georgette. 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 The doctor said you'd recovered that your multiple personalities had finally merged back into one, but he was wrong. <laughs> oh, Robert, whatever are you talking about? My God, Georgette, you don't have a twin sister! Tune in tomorrow for the stunning conclusion of our latest story in The Life and Loves of Georgette, starring Danielle Scott as Georgette, brought to you by the Magic Maid Soap Company. Magic Maid works her magic for you and to make everything in your home sparkling clean. This is WXNJ, the voice of the Garden State. And we're off air. That's a wrap on episode 800. Great work, everyone. Danielle, I don't know how you do it. Day after day, episode after episode, I, 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 I bow to your talents as a radio actress. You are the Sarah Bernhardt of histrionics. Oh, why, thank you, gracious sir. I do it all for my fans. Hey, it's Havana time. Have you got a cigar? Ha! Oh, oh, of course. The celebratory cigar. Ah, <laughs> uh -huh. now we must all observe the cigar smoking tradition. Don't be the jinx who won't smoke it. There. That's good for another hundred episodes. <laughs> Aren't we a bunch of superstitious kooks? <clears throat> Thank you for the luck, Miss Scott. But now, if you'll excuse me, I've got a few things to work out for tomorrow's episode. Sure, Max. See you around. Hey, Murray. Yes, I'm talking to you. Don't be the jinx. Violet! Violet! Yes, Mr. Hoffman? Where's tomorrow's script? Uh Right here, sir. Thanks, kid. All right, now, let's see. Ah, Violet, you see here, Georgette flees the house, Robert runs after her, yada, yada, yada. Ah. Tell the writers I want this to be big. I mean, big. Make it rain outside. Uh-huh, okay, rainstorm. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And, oh, a big old thunderstorm. Give him a flash flood at the end. Ha, that'll thrill him. 
Got it, sir. That'll make the advertiser happy, too. <laughs> Between you and me, Violet, I hope to catch bigger fish than the Magic Made Soap Company. Have you tried that stuff? Ugh. Uh. <laughs> Are you going for new advertisers? Not just new. Bigger. We can really soup up these episodes now that we have that new sound effects whiz. Oh, Sam says he's doing a real swell job. Is it true he worked as a Foley artist for one of the big studios out in Hollywood? It's true. That kid's on the ball. We're lucky he wants to work in radio. So, um, it's important we don't, um, scare this one off. Violet, this guy, we've got to keep. Here he comes now, Mr. Hoffman. <laughs> Speak of the devil! Hiya, Tommy. Come here, kid. Hiya, Mr. Hoffman. Hey, Miss Fenton. Great work today, Tommy. The timing of the gunshot, spot on. In a critical scene, too. You're really knocking out of the park here, kid. Ha, <laughs> gee, thanks. Don't mention it. You know, listen. I might have a place for you on the Phantom Rider. It's the station's most popular show. Phantom Rider, huh? Say, Mr. Hoffman, that sounds too good to be true. Believe it. Listen. Uh... Listen, I gotta chase down a couple details. Uh, I'll see you around, Mr. Foley. Violet. Uh, hiya, Violet. <laughs> hiya, Tommy. So, uh, is it true what they say? About what? Well, that uh, Violet's a blue, you know? All of them, through and through. Ha! Anyone ever tell you you were silly? Well, you can tell me how silly I am uh, over dinner. Dinner? Huh. Slow down, Seabiscuit. Geez, you Hollywood types move pretty fast. <laughs> Hollywood type? Say, what's that supposed to mean? Uh, well, uh, I heard you were a real Foley artist. It must have been so exciting to work in the picture business. Uh, it ain't all that hot. Uh. So, what are you doing here at WXNJ? Well, uh, I mean, uh, who wants to live in California? You know, all that sunshine and those beaches? It's moiter out there. Oh, stop. Seriously, you know you can't get a decent hot dog or egg cream out there? Hmm. Mr. Foley. I think I'm going to call you Mr. Foley, too. Oh, please don't. Anyway, if I stuck to the movies, uh, I'd never have met you. Oh, for sure. Well... When you marry me, you might be able to convince me to move back to Hollywood. <laughs> Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Well, okay then. Uh, so what's your decision on dinner? Well, that's more like it. Where to? Well, I was thinking about uh, Benedict's House of Prime Rib. Really? That place is expensive. I heard a drink there is 75 cents. Oh, 75 cents. Huh? Well, ah, heck. Let's start spending that Phantom Rider money. Uh, I hope I can spend it. Hey, Violet, Tommy, you're the last ones. You can't leave without a puff of the old cigar. Don't, Don't be, be the, the jinx. jinx. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave the cigar duty with you, Violet. See you kids tomorrow. Okay, what's with the stogie? Here you go, try it. Uh, what am I supposed to do with it here? Ah, come on. Just take a puff. It's for good luck. Don't be the jinx. <laughs> That's a strange initiation. Nah, 
Every hundred episodes, we smoke a cigar in honor of the cast and crews that used to work here, back when this place was a movie studio. Studio? In New Jersey? Yeah, about 20 years ago. <sighs> what do I gotta do to get away from the picture business, huh? Well, it's a long story. You see, Violet! Violet! It's a really interesting story, Tommy. Just look around. Anyone here can tell you all about it. Mr. Hoffman, you're back. What can I do for you? Violet, Violet, listen, listen. I've got to make sure we have everything for tomorrow, and I can't find Sam. Find him for me, would you? And get him to go down to the basement, the basement, you know, the storage area, and uh, grab those big thunder sheets. Uh, which ones? The big copper ones, the ones that sound like the walls of Jericho. I've got to make some calls if they're not down there. Uh, Sam had to leave. Wait a minute. I can send Tommy. I, I want Sam to do it. He, um, he knows where to find things. Hey, I got this, Mr. Hoffman. I want to help. <clears throat> I, you need some help now, Mr. Hoffman? I, I, I really, <clears throat> I'm sorry, kid, Mr. Foley. I, I really would rather if you didn't. Nah, let me do it, Mr. Hoffman. I, I gotta learn my way around here if you want me working on your other shows. Sam won't be back until tomorrow, and Tommy's gotta learn the ropes at some point. Ah, maybe you're right. Okay, Mr. Foley, go check it out and see if you can find the sheets. Oh, Mr. Hoffman, your dinner date. Right, all right. Well, Tommy, watch your step down there. There's a, well, there's a lot of junk down there, and um, good luck, kid. Sure, sure, uh, basement, right? Right. Yep. Down the stairs, end of the hall, to the left. Thanks again, Tommy. <sighs> He's only been here a week. So much for those big advertisers. He'll be fine, Mr. Hoffman. I'm sure he'll be fine. Hello? Uh, let's see. It's kind of dark down here. Uh, light switch, light switch. Uh, aha! Let there be light. Ah, hmm. Ah, this hallway's pretty creepy down here, but uh, let's see. Copper sheet. Well, now, if I was a copper sheet, uh, where would I hide? <laughs> here, copper sheet. Here. <laughs> Holy, what, what was that? Hello? Anybody down here? Ah, oh, I know, they must be doing a show down here. I should keep my voice down in case they're broadcasting. Wait a minute, recording in the basement? That ain't right. What the? Holy Marconi, what's going on around here? What the? What the? I mean... Somebody's trying to give me a heart attack. Hey, listen. Hey, thanks a lot for making me look like a chump here. Hello? Oh. Okay, all right. Uh, so let me try this door. Look for that copper sheet. Uh, no, not in here. Look at that over there. That's uh, film editing equipment. Well, okay, so, uh, all right. Turn the lights out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Calm down, dummy. It's uh, it's probably just an echo or something like that. Let's see. Well, how about how about this door here? Uh, hello? Anybody in here? It's darker in here than any place. I guess. Well, now where's a light switch? I can't see a thing. But I uh, do I smell do I smell cigar smoke? Okay, who's in here? I mean, Georgette, is that you? I I, I mean, Miss Scott. Nine, nine, nine. I am the most important film director of our age, an artist. You, and you, you worm. You are purposefully sabotaging my production. What? I don't get it. You, you think you can toy with me? Fritz Tannemann, the great Fritz Tannemann. I will rule this town. I will burn you. I will burn you all, all to a cinder. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm too young to go crazy, I, I hope. By heaven, thy madness shall be paid by weight till our scale turn the beam. Ah, uh, 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 hello? Uh, ah, uh, wait a minute, light switch. Here we go, Eureka! Oh, Rose of May, dear maid, kind sister, sweet Ophelia. Oh, I do love Shakespeare, don't you? Well, my boy, who are you? Me? Oh, uh, uh, Faraday. Tommy Faraday. <laughs> You're not sure? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm Faraday, all right. Uh, I'm new here. Ah, welcome, Mr. Faraday. Uh, did you hear, uh, uh... The voices. Oh, yes. Uh, yes, yes. Uh... <laughs> the name's Miss Dunsmore. Do forgive me for lurking alone in the dark. This room is so nice and quiet. Perfect for rehearsing my lines, you see. Uh, say, listen, you don't, uh, smoke cigars, do you? You know, celebrating the hundredth show, milestones, and all that stuff? I do enjoy a good cigar. You used to work in the pictures. A foley artist, I believe. Well, how'd you know that? Word gets around. A wonderful profession. The dedication to the added dimension of sound. Say, thanks, uh... So, Miss Dunsmore, uh, what show are you on? Uh, your costume? Uh, in your character? What? <laughs> this old thing. <laughs> I mean, no offense, it's uh, very uh, stylish. None taken. You've not heard of me then. Oh. Althea Dunsmore. Oh, I, uh, well, actually, uh... Such a pity. Too young to have seen my Joan of Arc. Twas magnificent. Listen, I, I hate to bring it up again, but, uh,. The voices around here and those other, uh, sounds. Oh, yes. You mean the ghosts. The what? The studio's haunted, you know. But, uh, uh, can't be. Oh, but it is, I assure you. Here, have a seat, young man. I'll tell you the whole story if you'd like. Yeah, yeah, I could, uh, use a breather. So, uh, this ghost thing, uh, you're not kidding me, are you? Oh, I can promise you I'm not. Well, then, uh, I'm at a loss. Please, proceed with your story. It was almost 20 years ago, the time before pictures had synchronized sound. Fort Lee, New Jersey, was home to a number of movie studios. 
This building was the site of one of the best, Essex Studios, run by W.D. Fenwick, a pioneer in early film. But one day, back in 1920, there was a horrible fire. Uh, an accident? Perhaps, but some say Fenwick started the fire to collect the insurance. Others say his most talented director, Fritz Tannenbaum, the madman from Munich as he was called, started the fire. Tannenbaum and Fenwick had a gruesome falling out over a promising young star who left Essex for Hollywood. Oh, and uh, what was her name? Oh, now let's see. Um, uh, oh, of course. Louisa Charlton. Lovely woman. Lovely. Have you seen her film, Colleen of the Klondike? No. Oh, what about um, Colleen's Cavaliers? No. Oh, what about Colleen Goes to Yale? No. Oh, for shite's sake. Really? Sorry, never heard of a single one. Ah, well, they were wonderful pictures. Oh, dear, I've fallen off the wagon. (laughs) But the story isn't finished. When the flames died out, a dozen people were gone. A few actors and foley artists, the high-high boys, everyone in the makeup department for some reason, and Fritz Tannenbaum. Many people working here can still hear old Fritz's voice, forever reliving the battles that led up to the conflagration. So all those other sounds, the voices, the horse, the gunshots. Oh, my dear boy, all the victims want to be heard. Like in life, actors perform their lines, foley artists make sounds, makeup artists dish on the latest gossip. So it's not surprising then that their passions linger after death, no? No, no, I suppose not. (coughs) Good morning, Violet. Morning, Mr. Hoffman. I, uh, I don't suppose you've uh, seen Tommy. No, sir. And we were supposed to have a lovely dinner last night. <sighs> Figures. I'm sorry, kid. Well, easy come, easy go. It was fun while it lasted. Uh, yes, sir. Call up, uh, uh, Milton DeLong at the employment agency and see if he, uh, Hey. Hey, what are those leaning up against the prop cart? Oh, Mr. Hoffman. The thunder sheets. Well... That is a good sign. Good morning. Tommy, you startled me. Hey, kid. How's it going? Oh, uh, fine. Just fine. You found the thunder sheets all right. Oh, sure. I love playing with those things. Yeah, they're right here. So, uh, no problem, uh, finding the, uh, the sheets, um... Nothing else, uh, out of the usual? Nope. All right, stop playing me, kid. Either, uh, nothing happened down there, or, uh, you got a stronger backbone than most. I knew it. You both knew something was queer about the basement, but you didn't warn me. And what exactly we were supposed to have said? You wouldn't have believed us. Yeah, I, I guess so. But you're here! Bright and early, ready for another day at WXNJ. Yeah, you know, it wasn't so bad, you know? Just a few crazy sounds and voices. <laughs> at least there was someone there to explain it all to me. In other words, uh, 
I might have lost my marbles. Oh, and who was she? Well, you know, Mrs. Dunsmore. You know, I forgot to find out what show she's on here at the studio or the uh, station. Hey, Violet, can uh, you help me uh, I, do a I, thank I, you I, note? I, 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 wait, wait. You met Miss Dunsmore? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what's funny? I've seen more ladies smoking cigars in the last 24 hours than I have in my whole life. A cigar? Yeah. You know, she must have heard about our show's milestone. Nice of her to observe the tradition and all, you know? But, but Tommy, she, she's not observing the tradition. She's where we got it from. What? I mean, she's been here for the whole run of the show, right? Uh, no. Tommy, Athea Dunsmore isn't on a WXNJ show. No? Uh, no. She was an actress at Essex Studio. Tommy, she died in the fire of 1920. Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, what you're saying is that I uh, met a ghost? Welcome to the ghost club, kid. Suddenly I don't feel so good. Here, I've got just the thing for you. Yeah. Have a cigar. Well, that chime makes it 12, and this play concludes season two of 12 Chimes. It's midnight. We'll be on summer break until October with season three. Tonight's episode was written by Brett Stillo and yours truly, Amy Pavi, with a bit of story editing by Michael Curtis. The man who created all the amazing sound effects and music establishing the world of our story is Matthew Zipkin. <laughs> the stylish artwork you will see when it's posted is by the fabulous Jeff Herrmann. You'll see it soon. And last but not least, the stars of tonight's play are Annabelle Zakaluk as Georgette Miss Scott and the singer of the Magic Maid Soap Company jingle. Yay. We've got Brett Stillo as Robert and Tommy. We have Matthew Zipkin as the radio announcer. Aaron Seymour as Max Hoffman and Fritz Tannenbaum. And Sarah Light as Violet and Althea Dunsmore. Yeah. Yeah. Twelve Chimes will be kicking off season three with a play by Noir Foundation and Noir City Film Festival founder Eddie Muller. Catch <laughs> Eddie hosting Noir Alley on TCM every Saturday at 9 p.m. Pacific and midnight Eastern. Until then, check out all our available episodes, subscribe, tell a friend. Leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you download podcasts. Thank you for listening and supporting Audio Drama. Don't be the jinx. Don't be the jinx. Amy Bobby, ladies yeah. and gentlemen.